So I have a really fun interview for you today with uh, Rowena Roberts, who is a creative writing coach. It's so hard sometimes for us as creatives to really relax into our creativity and just sort of get out of our own way so that we can actually do our creative work without all these other extraneous thoughts getting in the way. So we're going to talk to her about that, and I can't wait for you guys to hear this interview. Welcome to the Prolific Author Podcast. Let's face it, readers read fiction to feel emotion and be transported and transformed. In this ongoing digital revolution, where online marketing is always in flux, the only way to create a sustainable author business and live off your royalties is to write transformational stories, market at every stage of the author journey, and cultivate a loyal audience of readers. Fortunately, there's never been more opportunity to make a living as a fiction author. Hi, I'm Liesl Hill, USA Today bestselling author and story clarity coach. When I'm not dictating my own stories about dragons, serial killers, and dystopian worlds, I help other authors write their own transformational fiction, position them as bestsellers, and market them like pros. Join me on the podcast where I give writing tips, marketing how-tos, story advice, and interviews with other authors who are in the trenches just like you and making it work. We are prolific authors. All right, before we get to the interview portion of the show, let's do a quick update. I am still finishing up the fifth book of Intercron. I'm also trying to re-record my course. I've only got a couple more modules left that need to be kind of tweaked, but I'm probably going to wait until next week to do that. I needed to finish the book first because I have readers waiting for it. And yeah, I'm still working on that email template project that I've been telling you about as well. I kind of decided that I'm going to put my head down and bowl through April. I've got like five really pretty huge projects that I've been trying to get finished and they really should all be finished by now. I should have finished them within the first quarter of this year and here we are at the end of March and they're not done yet and so I'm a little bit frustrated with myself about that. I feel like I've been dragging my feet and not working as hard as I should have so I'm going to try really hard to you know even if I'm kind of burning myself out and working 12 hours 12 hour days I just want to get that done. So that's kind of my goal for this month. Beyond that Hey, the weather's finally turning nice here. (laughs) We're getting some warm days, which is great. And uh, the only thing is, as we kind of head into warmer months, uh, those of you who've been following me for a long time know that I actually come from a really large family. I'm one of 12, which means I have, yes, 11 siblings. And, you know, you would think with exactly 12 kids in the family, we would have one birthday every month. But, (laughs) yeah, the world is just not that symmetrical most of the time. So we have... Plenty of months where we have, you know, two, three, four birthdays, and then a few that we don't have any. And we have a lot during the summer, right? So we've got, um, and and understand this is just my immediate family. Like when it comes to siblings-in-law and nieces and nephews, I don't have those all memorized, right? So I just kind of rely on Facebook to tell me. (laughs) But in terms of my immediate family, we had two in March, at least one in April, two in May, and then of course Mother's Day three in June and Father's Day. I don't think I have any in July in my immediate family, but I know of at least two of my nephews who are in July. And then of course, there's the 4th of July. And here in Utah, we actually have another holiday in July that's a lot like the 4th. It's the 24th. And that's because it's like Utah's birthday, the state holiday. Um, So yeah, my point is that I'm going to be going to a lot of birthday parties over the next few months. And, you know, that's probably going to, uh, I'm going to have to fight hard to keep up with my business and my writing. So Even though I love the summer, it does present its own obstacles toward getting my writing done. So yeah, wish me luck with that. As a final note, let me ask you a couple of questions. Do you want clarity on your story, on your work in progress? Do you want to know that 
you've included all the necessary elements to make it a bestseller? Or do you want to write more high quality words faster to help you develop a sustainable writing habit? And how about your marketing? Do you desperately want to market well, but don't know which platforms or paths would be best for you at this stage of your journey? If you need help with any of these aspects of your business, and if you've never gotten coaching from me before, go to bit.ly forward slash power hour 97. And you can book a power hour call with me to get some clarity on whatever aspects of your author business you need help with. Whatever you're struggling with, it's probably keeping you from being quite as successful as an author as you would like to be. So let me help with that. And if it's something you need, again, that's bit.ly forward slash power hour 97. Also make sure that you download the freebies I have. I will include them in the show notes, including the ultimate villainy checklist and the nine essential plot points for a bestseller. Okay, with that said, let's jump into the interview with Rowena. All right, so we are here today with Rowena Roberts. Thanks so much for being here, Rowena. Oh, it's lovely to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, sure. Am I saying your name correctly? Yes, yeah. Oh, good. Okay. And you are in England, you said, right? In Manchester or just south of Manchester? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Great, great. Well, thanks for joining us today. Why don't we start by um, just having you introduce yourself and tell us, you know, who you are and what you do and, you know, what you write. Sure. Um, well, yes, I'm Rowena Roberts. I am a creative writing coach. Um, my business is Words Inspire. And um, I was a copywriter for about 18 years, writing all sorts of marketing, advertising kind of copy. And okay. I just, it just wasn't working for me anymore. Really. <laughs> I, was doing, I was doing my own creative stuff as well. Um, and I went on a couple of writing courses, which really just kind of snapped me out of a lot of the corporate stuff um, and started tuning me into where my writing was coming from. I think I'd always kind of assumed that it came from my mind and my thoughts. But some of the exercises that I started doing, I realized actually when I take my thinking mind out of it, I was writing a lot more easily and a lot more creatively. So uh, kind of playing around with that and studying that brought me into the, the creative writing arena. And that's the kind of thing that I now try and help other people do. Nice. Yeah. They're kind of two different kinds sides of your brain to write creatively versus the yeah. more technical stuff. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And you do need both. I mean, you need yeah. to kind of edit ahead as, as well, but, um, but it's been really, it's been really fun kind of exploring that, that creative area a little bit more. Sure. So tell us about, about your business and, and the kind of coaching that you do. Okay, well, I, I've, not, I've been doing it for a couple of years now, but it really kicked off when lockdown kicked off. Ah. <laughs> um, just for the sake of, I was still hanging on to some of the, the copywriting, um, but that all disappeared as soon as the first lockdown arrived. So it's just like, okay, well, I'll go straight in with all the creative writing stuff. And it's, it's been great. It's been really good. I don't aim to teach people writing. I figure there's a lot of people out there who um, have got all sorts of experience in the technicalities of writing screenplays or short stories. Um, there's mm -hmm. loads and loads of blogs and information and, and things like this podcast where people can go to for, for that kind of technical information. So what I try and do is I try and help people to move past their blocks because we all have our blocks and yes. <laughs> really kind of tap into what I call their authentic creativity, which is what they really want to be saying and really want to be putting out there in the world and get really excited and enthusiastic about. Nice. So, so how do you go about doing that, helping them to find what their authentic creativity is? 
But it's one of those things that initially people think, well, of course I know what it is that I want to write, but actually <laughs> a lot of people don't. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people who are there going, I really want to write and I really have stuff that I want to say, but I don't know how to say it and I don't know exactly what it is that I want to do. So um, if I start on that place with them, I will just really kind of go into their, their consciousness a little bit more um, I have an exercise I call which is called meeting your creative demon where um, I take people through a little meditation and introduce them to to yeah what I think of as their genius like the original um, the original meaning of the word genius was something that was kind of separate to you but linked to you in modern terms we think of it as somebody is a genius but it actually it, it used to be known as like some everybody has a genius that you can tap into so mm. i think of creative demon as, as like yeah a little creature who um, lives inside you and actually has stuff to tell you stuff that it really wants to say um and stuff that usually is being over overplayed by all the negative voices in your head all the you can't do this or you're not good enough or who are mm. you to think that you're doing that all those are all the voices that, that come straight into our head but there's all these little voices underneath um, that you can access and those are the ones who can tell you a little bit more about what it is that you love what it is that you're passionate about what it is that you want to say wow yeah that's that's really cool it's amazing how many how, how long it can take to get to where to what is actually going to light us up and how many levels we have to go to get past all the crap that's over top <laughs> and being thrown at us by the world, isn't it? <laughs> Definitely. I mean, I'm working with somebody at the minute who, um, he's worked as a ghostwriter. He's written 19 novels, I think it is, and he's, he does his own stuff as well. But he still feels blocked, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to his own work. He's just like, I really want to write for myself, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is. And I, I can't get going with it. I keep procrastinating. And a lot of it just tends to be that pressure that we put on ourselves. Like if he's writing for other people, he's just like, oh, well, you know, I'm just doing better that they can do. That's why they've come to me. So it's okay. But when it comes to himself, he's just like, oh, if this has got to be good and it's got to be meaningful and it's got to be what I really want to do. And all that pressure on top of him just means right. you know, it all goes out of his head and he can't do it. Wow. <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um so tell us about your your course and your membership a little bit how do those work yeah i do online courses which i do as group courses small group courses and there are weekly zoom calls where i take them through different exercises um designed to a help them just play and experiment with different styles and um things like poetry and prose and, and all of that okay. kind of stuff. and also to dig a little bit deeper into your own your own voice um your own kind of consciousness and um play around with that and see what comes up and a lot of that can be quite simple exercises around um just being aware of your body for example um, mm -hmm. and what is going on in your senses and expressing through things through your senses so on the one hand it's quite a simple exercise for um, being able to describe something using your senses but on the other hand it actually gets people more aware of what actually is going on in their bodies and what does that mean and where do I feel tense and when and and all those kinds of things and all that stuff can slowly start feeding into uh, greater knowledge about yourself which then leads into the, the creative aspect which is right 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, my and the group aspect is really quite important and really quite powerful because you're sharing some of the stuff that you're writing and that's scary right yeah <laughs> or at least initially it's scary but once you get past the point of you know comparison and not feeling good enough then you actually realize you get a bit more perspective on your work because you're getting realistic feedback from other people mm -hmm. you're realizing that other people's talents in one area are not the same as your talents in another area so that element of, of comparison comes out and actually that's when people start to get inspired by the other people and that, that can be really good fun. We actually have like a haiku contest going on at the moment. <laughs> um, some people who are on my, my last course. And it's just really fun to see they're just upping their game each time and inspiring each other to new, new levels of creativity, which is fun. That's super fun. So, so does, it, does any of it um, function kind of like a, a group think tank sort of thing where they um, help each other on the different aspects of the writing? Yes, yeah, it can do. Um, I have, at the minute, I, I've just started a graduate scheme for people who've been on my course. And we have a monthly call. And again, it's some exercises and a catch up. If anybody wants to share anything that they've done that they can, we also have an online group as well, where people can share things for sort of in depth feedback, uh, that kind of stuff. But, but yeah, supportiveness around it is, is great. And I do have a membership site as well, which is very new. Um, this is for people who may not necessarily want the, the time or the money to invest into a, into a course, but who just want to be in a community where they can just feel safe and confident enough to share any questions and share their struggles, share their writing, and just get mm -hmm. a little bit of feedback from other people who are on that same journey as them. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I found, um, I haven't done it so much with my writing clients, but I have an email list of readers and I started doing this feature once or twice a month that was, I just call it story inspiration and I just pick a random photo or, or oh, art, piece yeah. of art from somewhere on the internet. Usually I just pull it from Pinterest, you know, and I just say caption this and it's a little mm -hmm. contest. Usually I'll, I'll give like a $5 gift card or something, but people love it. They love that sort of thing. It just fosters creativity and, and, you know, gives them a safe space to just kind of do their own thing. So yeah, I can see why that would work really, really well for you. Really good. Yeah. I do have a Facebook group as well, but I have to admit, I started the membership site almost as a result of it because the Facebook group has grown and grown and grown. And I do do, I do a, like a weekly visual writing prompt like that, which I just call Sunday scribbles. And it's just like, here's a picture, take a pen, go. <laughs> right. Yeah. See, see where you go with it. And I, I do some exercises in there as well. And that can be a lot of fun, but it's got to the stage now where people are starting to feel intimidated. There's like 1300 people in there. Right. <laughs> you know, and there's people, I don't know who's here. I don't know who they are. I don't know if I want to be sharing things anymore. So, so I set up this as, you know, so I've got the Facebook group for people who don't care. And I've got, you know, for others who want a little bit more nurturing and a bit more um, safety around it. Um, then right. As well. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So you, so you juggle a lot then a lot of different aspects. Yeah. yeah but it's all, it's all very similar and I, I love it all. It's so much good fun. <laughs> oh, that's good. Good. And I actually wanted to um, home in on something else you said. You were talking about um, getting them kind of in tune with what's actually happening in their body and being able to describe that. And that's really interesting because as writers, I think we need to be able to describe those kinds of things. But it's almost a skill to learn to describe something in detail. Because I think when we first approach it, when we're not skilled at writing, we kind of approach it from a high level and we'll just write a single sentence that's really generic or really vague. And then it's, it's a skill to really drill down and get 
really sensory details. So it's interesting that you do that because I, I think that would actually help in their skills as writers, you know, to, to do those exercises. Definitely, because I mean, what you really want to do for your reader is you want them to really feel they can imagine the scene you know they don't want to be told what's going on it's one of those right. rules of writing isn't it they say show don't tell yeah um, but show doesn't just mean the visual aspect it means everything you want to be there knowing what that coffee tastes like and feeling it burn the roof of your mouth you want to be um experiencing the smell of you know flowers in the garden and all that kind of stuff so so yeah the more sensory input you can put in it the more people can actually do what they love doing in books and just kind of sinking into the imagination of it and just being there with the characters right right it's all about um creating an experience for them yeah, exactly definitely so um, I noticed that you put something about uh, the link between creativity and intuition. Can you tell us more about that? That sounds really intriguing. Yes. Um, well, it's, it did start, as I said, on these writing courses, which ironically enough were like business writing courses. But the way they ran it, they would do exercises that were very short, sharp exercises. Right. You've got five minutes to complete this line or five minutes to write about this. And everybody would always have the same response of like, oh my God, it would be things like complete this sonnet by Shakespeare in five minutes. Like, what? <laughs> but, um, but it was good because it actually took the pressure off. And I, I use this technique in a lot of the things that I do. It took the pressure off because nobody can do a masterpiece in five minutes. So right. literally just write whatever it is that's there. And the way to do that is actually to switch off your thinking mind because your thinking mind is busy saying, you can't do this this is ridiculous what on earth are we going to say and you have to stop that you have to go right okay it doesn't matter that I don't know what to say I've just got to say something so shut up <laughs> and, and let me just figure out what it is and then you just reach for whatever it is in that moment and that is where the intuition element comes in mm. because quite often it is something that is playing around in your subconscious um, or, or really sometimes you don't even know where it's come from. And for me, that really tunes into those moments where you can get into your creative flow, you know, when, yeah. when everything doesn't feel like effort anymore and you're writing and like an hour later you look at it and go, oh my God, where did that come from? It's that similar kind of process that makes you think, actually, a lot of this stuff doesn't come from your thinking mind. It comes from when you are totally relaxed and when your monkey mind is switched off and all the doubts, there's no room for any of those. And the writing just kind of pours through. So um, I think that is where our, our true creativity comes from. And the thinking mind can come back in, you know, when you're playing around with the language or um, you're doing your editing and, um, and structuring and all, all that kind of stuff. But your actual creativity comes from that inspiration, which, again, is that space behind your, your thinking mind. It's, that, it's more your intuitive self. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. I teach somewhat, I teach um, free writing to, to get people past blocks. And that's pretty much what it is. You just got to relax your mind and let it flow. And then you'll, you'll start getting inspiration light bulbs left and right. But yeah. you just have to turn off your, <laughs> like you said, your monkey mind sometimes that gets in the way. So that, yeah, I really like that the way that that's explained. Yeah. Free writing is great as well because it just gets you started, doesn't it? I say that mm -hmm. a lot to some of my, some of my students. It's like, getting started is never where you think it is. It's never the moment where you put the pen to paper. It's a, it's a few sentences in or it's a few minutes in. It's just like, ah, okay, I've got it now. And you start chasing it. Whereas if you don't do that, then you're sitting there thinking and thinking and thinking. Yeah. 
and it's a much harder process to get to that point. <laughs> right, it's always harder to start than yeah. to keep going once you've started. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so what are, what are some of the biggest problems that you see among writers that they're, that they're constantly struggling with and trying to overcome? Well, the big one is definitely not good enough. It just, it comes up again and again. And I think actually it's quite common because we don't commonly, we don't tend to look for support networks as writers. We just tend to write alone. And there's the, you know, the classic image of lone starving writer up in a garret, you know, right, right. <laughs> trying to express their creativity through this cruel <laughs> world that doesn't care about them. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we do write alone. There's just us and the pen or the, or the, the laptop or whatever it is. Um, mm -hmm. So we think that that's how we're supposed to do things. But that is when all of our doubts come up. That is when, you know, the voice in your head is telling you, no, this is rubbish. And it, it, it gets overpowering and overwhelming. Um, so I think the more you can do um, work in a group or sharing of support or have like your own writers network or or even have people around you who will are willing to give you feedback on on what it is that you've written you start to get a little bit of perspective back and um, and again especially when you're sitting there and you're writing and you write a few sentences and you look at it and go this is rubbish you tend to forget that well, that's not how a published book comes out you know the right. published book has had loads of drafts and reworks and, and things like that so you might read someone's book and go i'd love to be able to write like that well you can but you can't do it when you first sit down yeah <laughs> you, know, you, have yeah. To, you have to be able to write through the the stuff that you're not going to take with you um, yeah. until you get to those good bits and go oh actually that's a really good bit I really like that and it, once you start feeling that that pleasure then it becomes easier to carry on but but too many people sort of stop at that no I, I, I can't do this and I'm not good enough because they just stop too soon <laughs> yeah yeah even uh JK Rowling and Stephen King had crappy sentences once and exactly <laughs> <laughs> their books are good because they kept going and I think that's a really great argument toward um like you said like memberships or even just critique groups I know that made a huge difference for me um when I was in college I I got into a critique group of like four people that we all just met you know when we were at the university and it just made me so much more excited to write and you know it kind of gives you an audience who is hopefully if you've got a good group non-judgmental and will give you good <laughs> feedback you know and it just makes all the difference in the world and your 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 knowledge and your experience of your own writing just will skyrocket so i always um you know really encourage people to find writing partners and groups to, to help you along the way you know yeah yeah and i bet your your clients find that in your groups and in your courses and things you know yeah definitely i mean everyone starts off quite nervous and quite quite scared but um very very quickly people just relax into it and again, I think that notion of judgment, uh, you mentioned judgment, is um, taking that out of it is so important because we already judge our work as, as, much, as, we, as much as we need to, if not more. Um, and actually, we are the best judges of our work later on once we've, you know, when we actually come back to it and we start the editing process, we know what it is that we want to say and, and, and how we're doing it. And we can find all that information ourselves onto, onto what, you know, what needs to be changed and what needs to be tweaked and what we're happy saying. But the, the support and then little practical tips and the inspiration that you can get from other people is, is really invaluable. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I agree. And so what do you have to say to, um, you know, to those writers out there who maybe are a little bit 
unsure and you know they don't think they can do it and you know what would you tell them in terms of how important it is for them to find their authentic creativity and, and put it out there to the world oh it's it's so important i really do think it is i i really feel like the world we're in at the minute where you know mm -hmm. there's so much uncertainty and there's so much doubt and there's there's a lot of stress Mm -hmm. We are really meant to be creative people and we are happiest when we're doing that. The amount yeah. of people who I've seen over lockdown who started things like, like writing, but also crocheting and painting and things like that. But it's a calming process and it's good for us. It is, um, yeah. But also, I, I really believe it's some kind of, there is something in us that wants to be expressed, that wants to be expressing itself. And the more we can do that, honestly, the, the happier our lives are. Um, so it's, it's really important just on that personal level to be doing it. Um, but also, I think it's, it lifts us up into a different state of mind, which is more, more playful and less serious. And again, you know, in, in a world of social media, which is going away <laughs> in our, on our ear all the time, it's, it's lovely to have that those moments where it's, it's just you and it's your art and you're just doing what it is that, that humans do, we, you know, we create. <laughs> yes, yes. I always like to say too that <clears throat> independent creativity, and, and by that I just mean when we're creating something out of nothing, whether it be a story or a song or a, you know, a sculpture or what, what have you, I, I think that's the highest form of freedom for us as well. It's, mm -hmm. it's very liberating because we don't need anyone's permission to do it. It's just coming from us and from, you know, our inspiration, as you, as you called it, your authentic creativity. And so there's just something very freeing about that too. And about the mindset that it takes us to. Yeah. That's a really good point. I've not considered that before, but I'll remember that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Hey, thank you so much for being here and talking to us today. Is there anything else you want to say or any more advice you wanted to dispense to um, my listeners? The only other thing I think I'd say, which I, I say again to a, a lot of my um, a lot of my pupils is pupils <laughs> a lot of my <laughs> is um, to play. Always remember to play. Don't take it too seriously, because as soon as you start taking it seriously, that's when you stop and you start to worry and you start to judge. And if I mean children play very naturally, you know, put them in a pile of things and they'll just start playing with them as a means of exploring it. And the great thing about play is that you can be wrong and it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So it really helps you push past any of those kind of doubts, any of those kind of, you know, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. Or I don't know if I'm saying the right thing. And, and, and if you just think, well, I'll just play with it and see what happens, then it might take you down a path that you're just like, oh, no, I'm not sure I want to be doing this, in which case that's fine. But often it will help you push through those blocks and just into a space where you're just like, actually, yeah, this is it. This is it. This is where I am. This is where I want to be. So that's always my, my piece of advice. Just, just play with it and have fun. That's nice. Yeah, I really like that. And, and how do you, like more, more in a um, practical sort of way, how do you tell your students to go about being playful with their writing? Yeah, about being playful. Well, free writing is a good one. Um, sure. Just start pouring things out and, and see what happens and writing prompts again i mean the ones that you said just just jumping in and using them as, as little jump off points and seeing where they go sometimes one thing i like to do is get a poem and read it and just pick a line from it and take it and see where it goes 
um that That's can just cool. be yeah it can be really inspiring because poetry always tends to put things in slightly different ways that make you think right. a little bit differently so it, it you're starting off from that point and then you can just take it and see where it goes um so yeah those little jumping in points that are just really short and sharp and quick where again you don't have to think that can take you into that kind of playful state of mind quite quickly nice yeah i love that i love it that's great so where can people um find you online if they want to connect with you I have a website which is www.wordsinspire.co.uk and I'm also on Facebook and Instagram just as Words Inspire UK. Great, great. I will link to those in the show notes so that people can find you if they yeah. uh, want to connect with you. Um, thank you again so much for being here. We really appreciate it. I think you, you gave us a lot of great things to think about. Good stuff. Thank you. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> Before we get started, let me ask you a question. Do you need clarity on your story? Are you stuck or bogged down on a plot point, the climax or the ending? Are you afraid it's dragging somewhere, but you're blind to it because let's face it, it's your baby. I can help with that. Give me an hour and I'll give you a story audit to make sure your audience will connect with your story deeply and completely. How about marketing? There is so much marketing advice for authors right now. Lots of it works, but plenty of it doesn't. The real key is knowing what will work for you and your books at the stage of the author journey you are currently on. Give me an hour and I'll put you on the right track, showing you how to market now and also as your business grows to optimize your book marketing and get you in front of the right readers. Or how about your process? Do you just want to write more or faster so that you're a little bit more prolific? No problem. No matter where you're at, we definitely can improve. If any of these sounds like you, head to bit.ly forward slash power hour 97. I have a specially priced power hour coaching call reserved exclusively for new clients, but I have limited spots open. So if you'd like my help in any of the above areas, visit bit.ly forward slash power hour 97. That's bit.ly forward slash power hour 97. Now let's get on with the show. Me again. Before you go, if you found value in this episode, I would love it if you could leave me a review. Reviews are the best way to show your appreciation and help others find this podcast. Be sure to screenshot it, share it on your favorite social media network, and tag me at LK Hill Books. Remember, the world needs your stories. Only you can change someone's heart with your fire-breathing dragons, your mind-blowing mysteries, your epic romances, and your intense thrillers. So join the revolution and be a prolific author.